You are listening to the Sober Dad Podcast, where we talk about raising kids and not glasses. Welcome to Sober Dad Podcast, episode 36. Today, I want to talk about the act of quitting drinking or drugging or gambling or anything that matter quitting anything before we get started remember to like share subscribe all that jazz you can find me on x at sober dad pod and my email is sober at gmail.com all right so how many times have you heard someone say why can't you just quit or why can't you just stop or oh it was easy for me or i just stopped you know, when people talk about going cold turkey or things like that. And for some people, it is that easy. They can just stop. They can just quit doing something. But for many of us, especially people, I assume, that are listening to this podcast, it's not as simple as just stopping or just not doing the thing. I know that me personally, I'm very good at quitting drinking and quitting bad behaviors. I quit doing them all the time, but the trick is to continue to not do that thing. I mean, I quit drinking and swore I'd quit drinking hundreds of times, and I meant it every single time, but it's not that easy, as many of us have come to realize there's something that happens in the brain, in the dopamine receptors, and it changes the pleasure centers of the brain, and you can't just turn it off like a switch. And that's one of the reasons why I'm a big proponent of replacing your addiction with something. I know that some people say you shouldn't replace one addiction with another, or being addicted to being addicted, but if it's a healthy thing, such as trading, drinking for exercise, I don't really see the downside unless you're pushing yourself too hard and physically hurting yourself while exercising. But if you don't replace the behavior like we talked about last week, it's a lot easier to fall back into said addiction. And I know that sugar is a replacement for alcohol and drugs for a lot of people. And that's one of those ones where if it keeps you sober in the long run, that's a good thing, but you have to work on moderating that as well, which is why I advocate for replacing addictions with a healthier alternative, such as exercise or a new hobby, something that engages your brain, and something that you can't just consume like the substance you were consuming before, because everything in excess, sugar or, you know, some other kind of food or substance can have bad effects as well, like drinking too much soda or even diet soda. Diet soda, in my opinion, is almost as bad with all the chemicals and things in it. That's why it's probably better to use 
soda water, carbonated water. Just make healthy choices as far as when you're replacing your substance of choice. But we talked enough about that last week, so moving on to the whole quitting part, it's not that easy. So the first step you take when quitting something, be it an addiction or a bad behavior or whatever, is that you tell yourself, I'm not going to do the thing anymore, whether the thing is drinking or smoking or watching porn, watching too much TV, picking your nose and eating it, whatever the behavior is, you have to first tell yourself and make that commitment to yourself that you're going to stop doing it. The next step that a lot of people don't take into account when they make that initial pledge to themselves is how. What are you going to do? What are you going to implement that's actually going to prevent you from doing that? It's very easy to say, oh man, I quit drinking forever, especially when you're very hungover and you feel like absolute garbage. But if you don't have a plan going into it, then you're far more likely to fail. If you just say, I quit and that's it, that's not going to last you very long. You need to have a plan. So, okay, I quit drinking. I'm never going to drink again. And then you got to ask yourself, okay, what happens if X, how am I going to avoid drinking? Like if I find myself alone for a few hours and no one will know, and I have access to the store and money and all that, what am I going to do instead of drinking. And I know a lot of this is pretty basic stuff, but when you break it down into these minute details, it kind of just makes more sense and makes it easier to navigate these kind of things. So once you have a plan of, okay, I'm going to do this instead of that, then the next part is to figure out what your triggers are. So things that make you want to drink. For me, it was boredom, news, politics, things like that, stress. So you have to learn what makes you want to drink or what lowers your barriers. Because if you're feeling like a million bucks, it's pretty easy to not want to change that mood it's the times where you're feeling sad or depressed or just feeling like crap or bored when those little demons creep in and start whispering in your ear that oh a drink would be really nice right now and that's when you have to put up those defenses and know how to avoid things like that, or when you're in it, how to get out of it, how to change your routine up and avoid those triggers. So once you've got your plan, and once you know what your triggers are, then the next thing is accountability. Make yourself accountable to somebody. Say, hey, this is what I'm trying to do, or this is what I'm trying to not do anymore. And 
these are the things I'm doing to avoid that. So I need your help to keep me accountable. So I will check in with you if I'm feeling a certain way, or you can check in with me and I'll be honest with you. And honesty is the biggest part of this. If you're lying to somebody else about it, it's that much easier to lie to yourself about it. And once you lie to somebody, you feel shame and guilt. And those feelings are a one-way ticket to relapse and to going back to doing the thing that you are trying not to do. Because it's very easy to mask those feelings with a substance or a rewarding, gratifying behavior. And we talked about accountability before and all the forms that take. So a quick recap is another person, be it a spouse, a friend, somebody uh, could be um, a stranger in a forum online or Twitter or one of those things. Or a good one, one of my personal favorites is an AA meeting or NA or some kind of in-person meeting where you go in there like once a week at minimum and look other people in the face and see other people that are dealing with the same kind of things you're dealing with. And you can get that reassurance and that confidence boost by knowing you're not doing it alone. And in these forums, generally people get to share and it seems to be a good, and I know ego is a bad thing, but for lack of a better term, an ego boost to share your successes and, you know, don't be afraid to pat yourself on the back and shout out your accomplishments because doing this is not easy. If it was easy, then there'd be no such thing as an alcoholic or a drug addict or whatever. So make sure that you actually embrace those wins and share them with somebody because especially people in your life, my wife in particular, they want to know about it. They want to hear about it. My dad and I, every time we hit another milestone, text each other and, you know, say congrats and all that. And it's awesome. And it's a good feeling to have, and you shouldn't be afraid of bragging a little when you succeed at something as important as this. So you've got your plan, you've got your list of triggers and things, and you've got your accountability. So the thing to do now is just live your life. It's pretty easy to not do a behavior if you never go anywhere and put yourself in risky situations. And I'm not advocating for putting yourself in like situations that could trigger you, whatever. But you're going to have to live life at some point. You're going to go out to a gathering of friends and some people are going to be drinking or you're going to be at a restaurant and the waiter is going to put the alcohol menu right in front of your face or whatever. And, you know, that stuff's going to happen. So you're just going to have to eventually get out and live your life because if you sit at home and sulk, eventually that's going to get the better of you and you're going to 
most likely relapse. If you don't have anything that you enjoy doing, you're going to fall back on old things you used to enjoy doing. So get out, live your life. And like we covered before in other episodes, if you are going somewhere where whatever you're trying to avoid is going to be around, be it drugs or alcohol, make sure that if you're going with somebody, you tell them what's going on and you make sure they hold you accountable. If you're going on your own, when you get there, let someone know. And early on, obviously, it's okay to say no to going to certain events if you really think it's going to be a problem. But eventually, you got to get back out there. All right, that's all I got for you today. So with that, I'm John Skillman, and remember to raise your kids and not glasses.